Where's Milo? He's doing his masters, isn't he? So he's just is he? Yeah. Taking a quick break. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> Right. Um. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> right, yes, people, we're back for episode two of Unplugged. Um, I'm alongside Amy again, and we have another very special guest today, Sahis. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, big introduction. Yeah, no, <laughs> great to have you up here. You come from Bristol today, is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long was that? Not even that long, like an hour. Hour right. on the train, 45 minutes here. Simples. Very good. And, um,. Yeah, so we're just gonna have a conversation about like what we'll begin with, what kind of inspired you to start DJing and mm -hmm. where your be beginnings came from to your production now, like yeah, what yeah. inspired you to get into music and DJing? Um, I think my mate my mate got like um, a little Newmark, um, a little Newmark controller and we were yeah. DJing house parties. Um, <laughs> how old were you then? Must have been like, how old are you in year nine? Year nine, year so ten. Fourteen? Fourteen, yeah. Fourteen. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really young. Was anyone else DJing at that point? Or like into music? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I think like the school I went to there was always a lot of producers and rappers and stuff like that in Bristol. Yeah. There's a um, scene for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were always DJing like house and stuff, house yeah, parties yeah. proper like boot and jack and house <laughs> yeah. and stuff Love like that, it. which was sick back in the day. And then it just progressed from there, really. Um, we did like, we got our own radio show, like an online radio station, kind of, what's it called? Passion FM. Wow. Um, and then we got on SWOO, actually. Yeah. We actually had a, a test period of like a, a month to see if Bristol needed a new FM radio station. Sick. Yeah. And so then... When did SWOO start? So SWOO actually had been a thing for like way longer than 2016 when it started. Yeah. I didn't even realize I found the website. Um, on um, Wayback Machine, which is used for like looking at old websites that aren't okay, yeah. online anymore. Yeah, know? yeah. And it's like like 2005 or six or something. Like cause oh. I was speaking to Ollie, the guy, the, one of the main guys at Swoo, who now works at Rint. Yeah. And like showed it to him, and he's like, "Where, the, where have you found this? How have you got this? Like, because the, the website's terrible. Like, it looks proper old. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, but yeah. I didn't even know websites minute. existed where you could like check out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's useful for like if you want to see like Grime Forum, Re Rewind Forum, all the old like or dubstep forum all the old yeah, history yeah. stuff is really it's all catched on there so if you want to see it you can that's crazy yeah yeah well so just the sites what the, the servers are like gone now the servers are gone they're not online um but i think every i don't know how it works but like i think like bots or whatever yeah, download yeah. the whole web page and just save them basically that's so. crazy and when you were learning to produce how did you know someone that could produce that taught you or were you not really it was it was all all kind of self-taught until um I went to DBS Music College in, in Bristol. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 2016 or 2017. Some like, big producers, big DJs like yourself. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of producers. So I don't know why that is. Like people try and like talk about the Bristol sound and stuff like that, mm. but it's not really a thing when you're in Bristol. Yeah, because like, it's just the norm. It's just the norm. Yeah. yeah. Like there's always been loads of producers. Not a lot of MCs. There's there's some, but like mm. it's always been quite of like DJ. Have producer. you ever dabbled with MCing? No. Well, yeah, actually. Have but you? Yeah, yeah. That's how I. That's how I got my name, actually. Really? Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Go on. Let's hear the story. Um, I, I was saying. Well, so, so this was like must have been like 2014. No, maybe even before then. And like, I've, I've, I think I've tried explained this in interviews before, but it's come across wrong. I was, I wasn't a snake per se, but like, right. 
I was always like, like borrowing fags and not paying people back. Yeah. Like, oh, get me a pint, get me a pint, all that kind of stuff. So they were like, you're kind of a snake. You were so, just saving your money. Yeah, I was just saving, well, yeah, I was just, <laughs> come on, I was hustling. <laughs> um, but like, they were like, you're kind of a snake. You should be named after a famous snake. And oh we looked God. up famous snakes and it no was, Sir Hiss was one of them. So yeah, from um, from so from Disney. Yeah, you know, uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. So you're not a Robin Hood fan. I mean, I've got I've got big now because it's the name I've taken. I have got a big Robin Hood poster in my in Do my you? studio, like I stuff see. like that. But like, I was never like I didn't pick the name. I wasn't like oh, I love Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's crazy. It's so, like a hypnotizing snake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He's um, I don't know. Matey boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him right now. Um, mm. And so, what you've got a studio in Bristol as well, do you? So it's a home studio, home studio, but like, it's yeah. I've been adding to it, getting more analog gear, trying to take myself outside the box mm. as much as I can because it's quite fun and mm. it makes better sound and stuff. I find. For me. So you're motivated by hardware, are you? When you're not not fully, but like, I try and. I've never been that good at clicking stuff in. Yeah. Like I do like to. Like whether it's like drum pads or just a pi like a piano, that yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I find it easier. It, it translates better mm. basically than just clicking stuff in. But I know a lot of people that just click stuff in mm. and they smash it. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Because who else has come out from DBS as well? Like isn't High Five Ghost and Boofy. Yeah, High Five Ghost. I think he's Electra there now or something. I think Boofy as well. Um, yeah, no, the, yeah, that's why he's Electra there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and what would you be doing if you weren't a, if you weren't a DJ? Like if you weren't a producer DJ? Like if you can I still be involved in music or just not at all? Let's go one win one in music, okay. one without. If I, if I wasn't a DJ or producer, I'd like to be a sound designer Sick. for games, like either making oh, foley yeah. or like making soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. Because I've always. I've always liked games, games yeah. and music, kind of yeah. one and the same. But you can me. tell that in your production, actually. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. samples. Half of the samples are yeah. from games, like. Um, but if it wasn't to do with music at all, I actually have no idea. I got no clue. I've never really thought about it that much because it's kind of the music's the only thing I've really been from, okay so at. So from day one through school, you just knew that's mm, exactly what you wanted to do. I think maybe from like year nine, I was like, this could be something. Mm. I had I, I never I didn't think of it as like a career option, but I was like I, I like this and I'm okay. At it, and are so your family musical? Yeah, I think that's probably why. Like, right. yeah, my little brother's like shredding on the piano. My dad does guitar. No way. My mum sings. Like, wow. it's kind of yeah. It's always been a part of my life, I guess. I've never really thought of it that way, but I guess was it, it like makes a sense. natural progression into music, or was it more like you? Kind well, of to, to be fair, I was I was in a like even in primary school, I was in a band and stuff. Oh my so, god, what was your band called? The Scarecrows. No way. <laughs> we had a, we had t-shirts and all in like year six. It was sick. I was the lead guitarist. I wish I could still play it, but Oh, so you can't play any instruments? Not anymore. Not anymore. I used to do piano, then I did guitar, but I've this was years ago. You must be able to pick it back up. Yeah, yeah. Surely. I just I just I don't have time. I wish I I wish I could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I guess that I'll kind of like having that from your early beginnings, you have helps with your production and everything now. Yeah, I think so I think I've always been able to like understand how musical scales and stuff mm. work better than I guess someone that hasn't had a background in that just just even even though I don't know how to play the piano or the guitar anymore I can hear it maybe yeah, yeah. I, I found that early in my productions that was yeah. something that helped me out yeah because obviously your productions massively come on since the beginning obviously you started mm -hmm. off with kind of the Teflon gunshot sounds mm -hmm. uh, and then now it's kind of mixing into electro -y yeah 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 yeah, I mean, I think it's it kind of feels like a natural progression, but like, I definitely have, like, I started out doing like, 
almost exclusively refixes. Mm. I think oh, my yeah, first I productions, I did like, I think the me- the first me- like tune I had that had some sort of success was like my refix of um, the Grove Street, um, what's it called, San Andreas. Um, the GTA one. GTA San yeah, Andreas theme. And that yeah. was, that, that did really well in terms of getting DJ support. So like on, I think, I can't remember who was playing it, but that was on uh, Radar and Rinse. A lot of MCs were getting good clips yeah, over yeah, that. Yeah. And then, um, so did you get bookings off of that? Or nah, it, not off of not, that. I think it was more. It was later on. I got bookings. I think Dan Uzi Vert was the main one that started oh, yeah, getting yeah, me bookings. Yeah, yeah that was that was massive. Didn't you sell like five hundred copies in like half an hour? Yeah, we saw. So for the first five hundred, we did five hundred in half an hour, and then I think we did another five hundred press, and I think that was even less oh, than half an hour. Were you just like, what is going on? I didn't really kind of. It, it, it didn't feel real to me at the time because it's like I didn't have the. I wasn't the one selling them, it was the label, and like I was still just doing the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it didn't yeah. really Of course, yeah, I've never but, thought of it like that. But actually. then but then all the all the all the bookings started coming in and like I got put on Earth Agency, which I'm still with now, and I was like, Oh, this is this is definitely doing a lot for my career. Yeah. So I that's was, kind of the moment you realise you could pursue the, the yeah, music. I, I I'd say so. I'd say so. Um but yeah. And then from there it was just like bookings, 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 and then kind of up to then Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked now. No, 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 no. It's, it's all interesting, mate. It's crazy. Um, and then COVID, and then it's kind of kind of paused, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And when did you start No More Mailouts? So that was in 2018. I'd started that just because um, I was I was making a lot of music that I felt was good enough to put out, but... It wasn't getting picked up. It wasn't getting picked up, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to... And hence the name, No More Mailers. Oh, like, yeah, like, like But it was meant to be tongue-in-cheek because obviously it's always had a mailing list. There's yeah. always been a mailing list on No More Mailers, which yeah. is dumb, yeah. dumb in itself. But yeah, yeah. it was just like, I, I want a space where I can... So you did you have it before Danny Uzivert? I think I started it because Danny Uzivert... No, I, I, Danny Uzivert was before then. Okay. Danny Uzivert was made in 2016, I think. Do you think it kind of allowed you to have more freedom of what you were producing because you were like, I know that I'm going to be able to have it on my label? I think I think it, it it made me, yeah, I think it did, but it also made me, because it was my label and I was quite inexperienced, it made me also not do the best ideas in terms of releasing stuff and also like, like for example, I bought some t-shirts. Like I was like, I've sold, I can sell 500 vinyl. Why can't I sell 100 t-shirts? Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out selling t-shirts <laughs> is a lot harder than selling vinyl. People want the music, but t-shirts are like, right, like I should have got 20 or whatever, but 100, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We're about to find out. You've got some new t-shirts coming out soon. Buy so. the tees, buy the tees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make the same mistake I did. I hope you haven't got 100. No, we haven't. It's a limited okay. release. Nice, nice. Um, and then, yeah, no, back on the sample side of things, that's yeah. really interesting because um, I know Ghoulish, uh, loads of producers are using these like, Mm-hmm. Game that's game sounds or um, like uh, old school samples. Like, where are you finding them outside of games and stuff? To like be fair, you? so I, I've actually, as my productions more taken on influences from like electro and techno. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because of that or just because I've kind of stopped doing it. I don't sample nearly as much. Like, I don't really mm. back then. So, uh, what I used to do is there was a website called Radio Radio with loads of O's dot yeah. com which you could select a decade, click on a country, it would give you a random song, which was fucking amazing. Oh, for, for, yeah, yeah, for getting samples, that was really good. I also, um, I had a secondary YouTube channel, which I subscribed. So there's these, uh, I'm, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to remember any of the names of them. There's like specific YouTube channels, right, where 
they just upload from a certain area. It's like fans of like, there's like, for example, there's one that does Italian soundtracks for films from like the 60s to the 80s. Right. Well, there's some that do like Turkish Arabesque music exclusively. I just subscribe to them. Only those kind of things. So I yeah. can just open that YouTube account, Bang. go on the subscriptions, Bang. scan through everything that's happened in the next, last like, been uploaded in the last month yeah. and then just see which I like. But I, yeah. That's a great tip to be fair. Cause yeah. I guess sometimes it's really hard if you're like trying to scroll through um, sounds for inspiration. Whereas if you just yeah, go yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was really good, but it was so time consuming to go was through. It? Like, I, I, I wish I'd, I'd show the screenshot on here or whatever. But <laughs> like, I, I sent people screenshots of like the the Chrome tabs of like the amount of YouTube. Like, you can't even see it. Like, the tabs on the top, the amount <laughs> oh, of links, God. and I'm just scrolling through. Like, oh shit, oh this is alright, but I can't really work with it. Shit, yeah, shit, like yeah, yeah. I know that's that vi that feeling of all those tabs. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then Sample Sunday as well was something you used yes. to do in the socials. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, but like. I stopped, I've stopped doing it because it was so time consuming for like not a lot of reward. It was when I was like, I still kind of don't really know what I'm doing social media wise. I don't yeah. have like, it was when TikTok was sort of blowing up. I was like, I need some sort of content that like <laughs> people, producers can watch, but like people, like people that don't produce can see it and see yeah. how the process is. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun to make, but it was so fucking time bet, consuming. Yeah. Like, and I, 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 it got to the point where I was like, I'd rather just make music and release it than yeah. make, because it was like, Half of it, as, as you guys know, you do video and that. Like yeah. the video stuff is so much more time consuming. Mm. And I, I, I never liked making the videos. I always liked the the result of people liking them, commenting, and interacting. But I such a bore like to do so all the videos. The, <laughs> it is the creative right. director for it as well. Yeah, like the video that you did when you were promo promoing your US tour and you were like a cowboy. Yeah, that was that another. Was uh, <laughs> no, that that was actually. I, I kind of I tied that was actually for a release. I tied, but I tied it into. The US tour because it was just perfectly timed that I was doing a cowboy themed EP <laughs> and going to America the first time so that was just like yeah. perfect crossover to make a little bit of content yeah because you toured US as well so how yeah. was that, that um, I've done it I've done it quite a few times it, it's good but it's not what I expected I think the scenes are quite because this was when I was doing dubstep still mm. majority um, and I think from before COVID to after COVID, dubstep um, changed sonically for me at least quite a bit. Like I still really liked the kind of more melodic, um, white peach kind of um, yeah, white peach komodo stuff. Yeah, like all yeah. of that kind of uh, like obviously they're still doing their thing, white peach and komodo. Mm. But like I think it in terms of um, the audience, they were more wanted just more like subby, heavier, heavier mm. rollers like big like kind of epic reverby stuff which I never really liked playing and I yeah. think that's um so I always felt a bit out of place like but it's good it's, it was definitely been some experiences like I, I wouldn't change it for it I'm so grateful and obviously big up all the American yeah, fans because yeah. it it's been sick but yeah. like I think I'm gonna have a break from going out there and kind of because what, what's the <laughs> what's the if you were to compare the difference between US crowds and UK crowds like what's the difference who's um who's going the hardest 100% England oh, <laughs> like not even like I don't know what it is I think like sometimes I'd be like I'd have people come up to me after the show after it being like people are there boffing but it's nothing no one's going mad yeah like, yeah in some places they are but like people come up to me after the set like yo bro that was the best set I've ever seen man <laughs> and like, but I'm like are you sure I didn't I, it wasn't no one was vibing that much yeah, to my yeah. eyes but I guess maybe that's just 
So That's you, just how they are. What are you thing. playing over there? Like grime? I was playing a lot of grime. I was playing. Do they I have a grime scene over there? Yeah, sort or of. Or they like appreciate yes, what you're some of the, over. I think I think the places I were playing is much more. It's not really like the the bro steppy crowd. It's still they have an appreciation for UK music. And Garage is getting quite big over there now. Yeah. Um, they're really liking the Garage sound. Yeah, but yeah, um, in terms of crowd, England's definitely the, the waviest. Canada, though, actually. I feel like Canada is quite similar to England uh, in terms where, of where, like um, so, Toronto, uh, Montreal. No, I've never been. I was in. Uh, where the hell was it? Uh, Quebec or somewhere. Uh, I can't remember. It was flipping cold. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Canada uh, is cold. That's annoying. But yeah, Canada go hard. I think it's just because maybe they get. There's more, slightly more of a UK influence yeah. in Canada, maybe. Yeah. That's w- what my perception of it is. Yeah. Because like, there's still producers like Hamdi's obviously gone mm-hmm. over there and done absolutely madness, it. mate. Smashing it's crazy it. oh seeing God. his rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he's obviously come from some kind of similar genres mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 140, dubstep. And I've seen like now when he's in the US, he's playing these huge, big, heavy. Yeah, mental shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's crazy to see what he's done. I was out there with him in October, which is the last tour I did. And, um, he was telling me he's not going to have a break till February from touring. This was in October. <laughs> I was like, oh are you God. joking me? And he's like, I'm finishing this US tour, going to New Zealand, going to going to Asia, going to... And I was like, fucking hell. Jeez. Like, fair play. Like, but like, that is mental. Like, so, to so what's me. life on the road like for you? Are you, um, are you able to do like the back-to-back shows all the time? Or? Yeah, I, I, can, I can... I've got more used to it, I feel. The last one I did six shows in 10 days, which is like, just like kind of the... The max but i think he was doing 10 in 11 days which yeah. i don't think i could do but some of the like some of the travel situations because because of, of the size of the country are just like diabolical for example i was playing in in vegas um vegas, that was <laughs> which was sick um four till four forty-five um in the morning and then i'm playing at a festival in philadelphia which is complete other side of the country so i have to get up I had my, I had a, for my flight was at 7am so I go back to my hotel oh my god get my stuff straight no actually I, I brought my suitcase to the club <laughs> and I was I had to walk out of the club with my suitcase out the front people don't know fun. that like you, you, people just think oh yeah the leaders are playing here they're playing there it's like it behind is, the scenes like, it must be tiring it is, it is fucking tiring yeah it's it's good but it is, it is proper tiring but yeah like because what do you do do you sleep I guess you don't sleep before do you I guess you kind of just you're out I, to, to be fair I think I got to Vegas and I slept from like 10 till 3 and then got up did the show yeah disco nap yeah disco you gotta nap. do it like any chance you can get and then no in those kind of shit. situations <laughs> you need to kip basically do you think you've got better at just like sleeping anywhere no <laughs> I still can't sleep on planes at all which is yeah. not not ideal in that kind of situation I can't do it I've got like they called the melatonin yeah, sleep yeah. tablets they still don't work it's, it's not even the, the getting around america is okay because you're on the same time zone but it's the coming back to england mm. is yeah. the main issue because when you're going to america for example i'll leave at three get to america and i'll be it'll be like five five p.m yeah. so I've, it feels like i mean obviously i've been traveling for eight to ten hours but i'm still it's still the afternoon to, mm. to me but when you get back to england your flight you'll say i'll leave it at like 8 p.m I'll get back and it'll be 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got to get the coach back from Heathrow to Bristol. <laughs> and that's when it gets really diabolical and you need to sleep on the, the plane, but I can't do it, so. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a life on the road, I think, is, is definitely underappreciated. People just see the, the sets and they don't know what goes in behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember Sophia was saying she can't sleep 
was our last guest. Yeah, yeah. Girls Don't Sing. <laughs> she was saying she literally cannot sleep anywhere either. And it's like, you get to a gig sometimes and it's just like, oh my God, I've just got to, yeah, yeah. Do the, I, got to keep the whole crowd energetic. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you drink when you play? Sometimes. <laughs> I've tried, to be honest, I've, I was really good in October because I knew how much traveling I needed to. I think I only got drunk at one show. Like, mm. um, just get the Red Bulls on the rider. It's, it's pretty essential. For Red Bulls on the rider always. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> really, really necessary. What else is on the rider? For my US one, when I first went over there, I, I made a really stupid rider. I did, you know, like 40 ounces? Like, that, like... No, I don't. Like, easy you would drink. They're like big malt liquor beer bottles. Right. Huge. Like, I want, yeah, huge, massive <laughs> ones. I got one of them, tasted it. It was horrible. I was like, I can't oh. take that off. But I think, I try and get, I just get some sort of vodka... Um, what about like American sweets or candy? Nah, I should do that actually because I always I end up buying a big surplus to bring home. Yeah, so I never run out, but I've never thought to do that. But I just yeah, it's just vodka and apple juice. But one thing apple they can't juice? yeah yeah vodka and apple juice banging really yeah. But the thing in America, it's really hard to get actual nice apple juice like just like a bottle of Capella from here. It's like, yeah, it's really just got so much sugar. In yeah, it. yeah yeah yeah. It's like. I know oh, it's see, such a bougie yeah. thing to complain yeah, about. Yeah. I can't get no, nice no, apple no, juice. No, no, I hundred percent hear that. Like even sometimes, you, even here, and you have like a apple juice. It's like so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like, worse. You want I some fresh, want nice little pressed. Yeah, yeah. Fresh <laughs> apple juice. Is that too much to ask? For? <laughs> so you're saying that obviously the grime scene um, mm-hmm. is kind of um, a bit in like in America. It kind of exists, but obviously in England, yeah. it's kind of phase. Would you say grime is dead? Or I wouldn't say it's dead. There's still people doing their thing. It's definitely still alive. I just think it's... With everything, everything mm. goes in, in waves. Yeah. Like, grime was really popular. Like, um, it's less popular, but it's not dead. No, no, 100%. Still people, are, people are still working on it, um, working really hard. There's still good events on. Not as much as there were, but it's still there. The one thing I do miss, though, is the amount of... Like, the sheer amount... There's still instrumental releases, but, like, back in... Yeah, true. You couldn't... You could open SoundCloud and just... Like you, hundred new releases of grime instrumentals. Yeah, There's yeah. so much life in it, which I'm just I'm waiting. I think 2024 is going to be the year that it comes back to its former glory. Grime's going to be back. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I like even these days, like the people DJs would play like instrumentals mm-hmm. and it's like without the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I find myself playing a lot of. There's still people's definitely. I don't, I don't want to say that there's not anyone working away. There's people grinding, making a lot of sick instrumentals and obviously sick vocals. But I do find myself playing a lot more older, older grime instrumentals yeah, yeah. from like back there, back like 2016, 20, 2016 to 2018 time. I think because it's cleaner. Not because it's cleaner, just because there's there's more of them. There's mm-hmm. just way more instrumentals made than I find. Who who's like the who's if there's one producer that you had to be like. Th- is it iconic for you in grime? That's from that era or just in general? From that era, yeah. Or even general. I'd okay. I'll give you. I'll give you two answers because I'll give you. I, I would say Sir Pixelot or Lemsleydale for that era. Lemsleydale was unreal. Um, or in general, oh, that's going to be a hard one. Um, I probably say I probably say Footsie or Wafer. I feel yeah. like Wafer from Sludem is like the epitome of mm. grime in every production. It's like. Yeah, the, if you put a wafer instrument on, this is grime, hundred percent, down to a T. Yeah, yeah. Because also MCs as well. You've worked with um, M's quite mm-hmm. a bit, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a sick, a sick yeah, MC. Yeah. yeah, man, he's sick. He's got a project coming soon. Ciao. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So, so you have you got anything coming out? Is that with you coming out? Soon? He's it's, it's his project. He's working yeah. away on that. Um, 
Uh, I've got one thing on there, but yeah. maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> when is this going on? <laughs> we'll, we'll, it'll be out later. Okay, work. okay. Because <laughs> um, you've also worked with like, I've seen you done some um, beats for like, Jamie and Frisco. Did you, did you yes, know? I did a collaborative project with Manga. Manga um, Hilaire, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was sick, which was really, I'm really... How did that come about? I, actually, I can't remember, to be honest. Um, but like, I was always making a lot of kind of esky beat style grime yeah. instrumentals. And um, I don't know how we got in contact, but he was like, do you want to do an album? And I was like, yeah, sick. Like, I was going to say no. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, I've just got like Jamie Frisco. Who else were the features? you got Breeze. Um, Jeez. I can't remember. And we've, I'm working on I'm working on an album as well, actually. Um, and he's going to be, I've unearthed the tune that we did in like 2021. Who's this? Manga. Manga, yeah, yeah. But, that's gonna go on my album as well, which is, yeah. I'm so fucking glad I found it. Like, he, cause I messaged him, I was like, Manga, you wanna, you wanna do a tune for my album? And he's like, I thought I did. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought it was something else. And then he was like, no, no, I definitely did. And then I just, I found this tune that I just completely forgot about for like three years now. And it's like a perfect fit sonically for the album, which is, mm. yeah. So in, in, is it, in Bristol, is it more of a grime scene, dubstep scene, or both kind of fluid, or? I think it's more, I mean, I guess there's always so much crossover, which is why people call it like just the 140 scene. 140, yeah. Which I think I used to say as well, but I'm kind of I'm trying to trying so, to phase out saying 140, because I feel like it's- They are in, in it, their own right separate. Yeah, and I feel like 140 is just becoming more of a blanket term to just talk about dubstep, which yeah. obviously doesn't make any sense, because the amount of genres that can be in that space. Yeah, like, yeah. It's massive, but yeah, it's definitely. I would say it's more dubstep, but like people still fuck with the grime a lot in Bristol. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So nowadays, obviously, you're doing more like well, you're obviously still doing the grime stuff, but you're into mm. electro-y, techno-y sounds. You yeah. Easy two A dubplate a couple of years ago that came out. That was yes. like a big jump. What, yeah, yeah, jump? that was like I think probably the first. It was more housey. It was like a housey garage tune that I just. I don't know why I was making it, but I was like, this was when Garage was like super popping. I was like, I need to start making some yeah, Garage. Yeah. Like, that was um, <laughs> one of um, Dr. Dubplate's like mm -hmm. first, it was like early, early Dubplate, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly how many he'd done before that um, in terms of the free download series. Mm. But like, it was part of the free yeah, it was free down one of the free download. Cause that was, I was meant to do uh, some more Garage tunes to, to go on the Dubplate series, which I never ended up doing. Cause during COVID, I was pretty sporadic with yeah. my production. Yeah, I, yeah, I think like, we all were in COVID. Yeah, it was either you were really productive or you kind of did fuck all, which is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that that was really well received. And then I didn't make any more garage after that. Oh, definitely you should. <laughs> that tune is yeah, absolutely safe, banger. Yeah, absolutely yeah. banger. Um, and so like compared, Bristol compared to London, you obviously do not gig. Well, did you gig much in London or mainly Bristol? Mainly, I mean, mainly not London. I've been there a couple of times, but it's mainly been Leeds and Leeds, yeah. Leeds Bristol and Sheffield. I think I've done them and Manchester. And wh Main which is your, which which city goes the hardest? Probably Leeds, to be honest. It's Leeds? Just, I yeah, think it was yeah. like Bristol, from Bristol. Nah, Bristol, we're quite chilled out in Bristol, I think. You think? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like this in Bristol, mate. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, um... Yeah, Leeds goes pretty hard, I'm not gonna lie. What venues have you done in Leeds? Uh, Beaverworks, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Hopeworks. One, they're all fucking up yeah, north, yeah. so they've got loads of metalworks kind of that have yeah, turned yeah, into clubs. But Beaverworks is definitely one of them. Works yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, they go, I think it's just because, like, I mean, Leeds is just mental because there's, like, what is it, Hyde Park? Um, it's just an area full of students. It's yeah. just mental. Like, yeah. so obviously, you, 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 you finish from the club, you can go, go back to afters. 
next, and it's a huge house. Next, yeah, yeah afters, and then next doors have an afters at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking mental. Carnage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is carnage. Yeah. carnage. It's not even like a Friday, Saturday night no, thing. It's, it's like Monday to Sunday yeah, job. It's just, yeah, Hyde Park Leeds is a bit of a, got, got a love Leeds though. Um, and then, obviously you've done a couple, you've done a keep hush set, mm -hmm. two keep hush sets. Yeah. One with Lucy. Yeah. And one on your own, was it? Or with I did one with, I did three actually. So three. I did one, the first one with Lucy. Um, second one was with Ems and Logan. For, oh yeah, Logan and other. And then the, the most recent one was Ems again uh, for Pineapple, I think in 2021. But yeah. Yeah, keep us smashing it, man. Keep us, yeah, because you that well, they've been around like a couple of years now. But you, uh, your first set was pretty early. Yeah, I, actually, no, I've done I did, I, I've done four for keep us because the first one was yeah really early on actually. Um, not I think maybe into their first year. I can't remember exactly how yeah. long, but like that was that was in London actually, um, with what? M's and back to back with Gundam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, because what was it like seeing keep us? Like, what was it like the process dealing with them in early days? Because they're about massive now. I mean, it was it was pretty just like it was just not, like Instagram. They were like, "Do you want to come?" Or it was either people doing the parties, like the one with Lucy was with it was Nefertiti presents or something. Oh yeah. So he reached out to me. I think I can't remember. This yeah, was yeah. a while ago now. But or if it wasn't, it was just them reaching out and being yeah. like, "Do you want to do this?" And we're like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. did you do um, a lot radio as well recently? Yes, that, that was, was sick. Yeah, thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was like I think the last stop on my the most recent tour played in uh, new york and then just i was like that I was there so i may as well do the lot like um how did yeah you, so how did you get on there sorry that's the, just it's just i think that was they just got like a submission form <laughs> on that's google mad. docs or something like but i think like i think it helps if like you know people that yeah, have yeah. been on there before because yeah. i was definitely I was speaking to old boy who was like i was like how'd you get on there mate he's like oh I, I got someone from new york or somewhere to put in a word for me i was like all right and then he's like I mean, he might have sent me the submission link as yeah, well. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's, no, yeah. it's sick to see all these like uh, UK producers and DJs going on the lot because like before mm -hmm. it was always like other artists in the states and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. more like the garage one four yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. It's all yeah, it's cool, man. It's sick to see, um, and obviously we were saying that the um, your genres now are still mm -hmm. has progressed a lot. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you kind of see yourself going in the future or? Obviously, you're saying grime maybe back in 2024. Like. I think I'm always going to stick doing grime, but like the stuff I'm producing for my album is mostly, mostly electro with a hint of techno, but obviously still with a lot of grime influences. And I think that's where I'm probably going to stay at if it goes well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will. I mean, in bit. that lot radio set as well, like the genres you're playing, it's like going from it ranges so much. Yeah, it's I mean, so fresh to hear like different. Sounds. I mean, I've, I was heavily influenced by like the grime and techno emergence of like Nefferty, Oblig, MJK and all of them lot are doing. But I was like, I've always liked Electro, but I've never really produced it that much. And I was like, they both they both fit really, like grime and Electro fit really nicely together. Mm, yeah. And um, so I was like, why don't I try making stuff like that and just DJing it more yeah. like, together? Because it, it works really well, I find. And yeah, yeah, it's it just, it sounds fucking sick mixing them actually. It's really hard though with some of the drum grime drum patterns but yeah what do you prefer producing um i don't know it depends i i, I like producing I, I find producing grime the easiest because i've been doing it for yeah time hell, eight years like now no maybe fucking like 10 years now jesus christ <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god it's all terrible <laughs> <laughs> the realization <laughs> um 
Um, but like, I think making techno, I've, I've like, I made my first techno tune like maybe six months ago. It's a lot harder, but it's a lot no, more- Unreleased or released? Yeah, un I don't think unreleased. I've, none of them are released yet, but that was the fir first one I made. And then, then I seen a clip of fucking Ben UFO playing at a deck man. I was like, no, that's <laughs> like sick. Yeah. No way. Um, so you just sent out the dub? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then- That guy, man, he is, he's, yeah. I'd say, yeah, he, he mixes genres that are like, I've never even heard mm -hmm. of into his sets. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, like, there's actually, the more I've, cause I wasn't really knowledgeable about techno or like, or lecture really. I was, I was a fan from the outside, but yeah. I didn't know enough about it. And the more and more I've like tried to engross myself in it, but obviously techno is like fucking, the more you dig in, the more there's, yeah, the more yeah. there is to find out. But there's a lot more, there's a lot more people actually merging it than I realized before, which yeah. is like, which is cool to see. Cause I just didn't know about it at all. Cause I've made Ben UFO playing a track that'd be- Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> that's, that's a good pat on the back for me. Who I feel quite good you? about was that. It, was it on Boiler Room or was it? Um, weirdly, like one of my mates that I used to work with was there um, and just took a video, didn't tag me. And I was like, that is that's my on fucking their tune. On their story. I was like, that's my oh tune. My God. And I was like- Did your friend you... know it was yours? No, no, he didn't. He oh, didn't. right. And I, was, he, like, and I was like, can you send me that video? And he was like, yeah, is that fucking you? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and then he, and then another mate of mine who was also there, I posted that video and he was like, oh, were you there? And I was like, no, that's my tune. He was like, oh, what? I was, I was right next to the person filming. I was oh like, what? God. That is mad. I bet there's yeah. like no better feeling being a producer and like seeing other producers. Get yeah, yeah, beat, yeah. So. It's, it is, it is like anytime you get anyone playing your tune, it's just like, being, it makes you feel yeah. fucking great. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is mad. It's why you do it, I guess, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. I, I, it's kind of like I do it for myself, but like that's definitely a little plus. Kind yeah, of like having seen people spin tunes. Who's as like as a producer that you really look up to? Um, Spyro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spyro. Um, I think, <laughs> um, like this, it's a, it's a real art and skill to make tunes with the amount of the least amount of elements, but the, the kind of the emphasis and how much they hit is. Mm. I'd, I'd, it's really hard. Like he'll take. He'll have a tune with like maybe five elements. Yeah. And like yeah, the strip. mix, the mix and, and the master is so crisp. It doesn't, but it doesn't sound empty. It sounds perfectly spaced. Like the tunes just sound fucking great with so little elements, which is really fucking hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've got some quick fire questions. Maybe we'll yeah. on to. I mean, answer them how you want. Um. But uh, I'll start off with so. We've obviously talked a lot about your favorite tunes, but mm -hmm. at the minute when you're gigging, yeah, what is one track every DJ should have on their USB? Ooh, or you end up on your USB? Ah, oh, I know these might be quick fire, but then you got me no, talking. no, take your time, <laughs> take your time. Um, um, I think the um, I don't know if it's pronounced invite, but the invite and Logan tunes, yeah, they are fucking bangers, and they go off every time without fail. Yeah, like. Logan's sick. <laughs> Logan is so sick. Yeah. Because you work with Logan as well, haven't you? Yeah. Or, I'm coming. <laughs> There's a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. in the works. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what is your dream back-to-back? -back? And if Ooh. where would you do it? Who would be your dream back-to-back? Hmm. -back? i got to say Nefertiti. Like, Nefertiti. I think he's everyone's every DJ's favorite DJ at the moment. He's yeah. fucking, although I'm kind of worried though, because if I did go back to back with him, I feel like he'd just spin me out of my socks. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need about eight decks between yeah. eight fucking yeah. octopus hands and all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know where though, like maybe MOT. I've never played MOT and I'd yeah. like to, like I've always said good things about it. Like, 
Yeah, definitely. We've got an event venue MOT coming soon. Plug it, plug it. <laughs> <laughs> plug the event, plug it. Um, and what is your go-to closing track at the minute that you that you do? That you um, I don't have, really have closers. Like, actually, I usually have... I got way more openers than closers. I think I should get some closers, but I'll switch it to openers because... Go on. Um, there's a track by um, Sorrow um, <laughs> called, like, 21... 2012 or something it's like an ambient track yeah maybe 120 bpm but pitched up to 140 it sounds fucking incredible and it's it like kind of resets the vibe if anyone's playing really hard tunes before you like if you follow like a fucking dmb dj yeah. and you're playing 140 you're like what the fuck am i gonna do yeah <laughs> but, that, but those kind of tunes i found really helpful for starting yeah. i think it's really nice to play ambient tracks when you yeah, start because yeah, yeah. it's kind of like right i'm about to take you on another journey yeah 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 100%. Have you had any moments where you've finished a set, where someone's finished a set and you're mm-hmm. jumping on and you're like, holy shit, what am I, how, <laughs> how am I going to play? I follow that. Like, yeah. With the tune they're playing I, or BPMs and whatnot. Yeah, a lot a lot of times. It's mostly like D&B DJs. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Some, they some, just don't care at the end. Well, like if you're playing, like I remember I was playing somewhere on, on New Year's Eve, not not the most recent one, the one before, and it was like jump up, jump up, oh jump up, and I was like, and I was doing the countdown set, and I was like, how the fuck am I going to follow this? Like, do you play drums or is it just jungle? Do you play I, I jungle? I, I play. I've played jungle. I don't play it that much. The but top like, of top jungle. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was one I did I love a while that. ago. But yeah, I haven't. I, I I don't play it that much. I still, I've got jungle tunes on my USB, but I don't really get yeah. booked for jungle unless it's like a so it's jungle special kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe coming soon. Yeah. Um, and what is the first festival you went to that you can remember being like? But the, like, remember it being like, this yeah, is this sick. Is, this I think is... there's probably, I, I went, I think probably my first one was Womad, but like I was like maybe like 12 or 13. So I wasn't. First one was Womad. Yeah, but that wasn't that sick. But Shambhala was definitely like a. Shambhala, yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. It's a, like, I think it was like, it's like a tradition for a lot of people in Bristol to go. So I used to go like every year. And that was like it was fucking wave. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really good. It's a small festival, like in up in Kettering or somewhere. But like, where's that? Kettering, up in North Northamptonshire. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you um, been? I'm assuming you've been to Nas, right? Cause that's yeah, not yeah. Far I, pl- from I played you. at Nas. Um, I think once or twice, which is cool. I think it's more that crowd's more like jump up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Shawala is one of the like first ones I went to, and I was like, yeah, this is fucking sick. Who's that's your favorite festival? I've not been there for years, to be honest. I haven't been to any festival for time. Just really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had a, uh, I had a nightmare. Which, um, I had a Glastonbury guest list, and then I had COVID, so I, like I couldn't go because no. I was so fucking no. ill. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I'd never been. I'd never been to Glastonbury, and I really wanted to go. And then, oh my god. Yeah. So who's guest? Who sorted you out on the guest list? Uh, I think it was either Ems or Sam Binga. And they were playing. Yeah. Because of course, yeah, you're you're doing a lot of Sam Binga at the minute, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, on Pineapple Yes. Records. So that's, I can probably say this. He said, go, yeah, talk about the album if you want. <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm going to be putting um, my first solo album. It's going to be on Pineapple Records. Cause I think first solo album? Yeah. <laughs> all, all this time it's just been yeah, EPs yeah. or... Yeah, EPs. The other one was like collaborative with Manga. Yeah, I've never done an album and I feel like I'm now at the point where I can do an album. I know what, I know what I'm doing musically to a point. Yeah. I feel like... I've I've got enough knowledge about what I want to do to make an album yeah. and kind of make like a it's not going to be like a su- super serious statement but it's going to be like a collection of tunes that I like I guess so more <laughs> more like this more like the pineapple pineapple record sound because if that well is, or more so it's it's kind of my 
I think I think the, the pineapple record sound might sound have got a lot of crossovers anyway. Yeah. I think the pineapple record sounds just like quite eclectic in terms yeah. of just clubby fu- fun music yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, it makes sense for it to be on pineapple because I was on tour in America with um, Binger and Addison Groove mm-hmm. in March. Yeah. I and that tour was my, the first one I'd been out there not playing dubstep. And that tour was really like, oh shit, I really like like playing up playing yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like yeah sick it, it makes sense to work with them because that kind of made me start thinking about doing techno and electro yeah. that tour from then on I was like maybe I want to do this yeah it's a bit because yeah. Mickey Nair's also a producer that he's involved yes. with partner with. Yeah, yeah 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 he's done a couple of releases on Pineapple I think maybe it's just yeah no no yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's sick to see um, um, what is the favourite set you've ever seen your favourite set you've ever seen um fuck uh, <laughs> Any um, moment where it's just been goosebumps. Oh, I'll, for the last year, because that's the one I can remember. The, the Batu all night at um, Strange Brew. Oh, Batu, it's Bristol sick. as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a good set. Like, I was just like, because I was, just, I went on my own for most of the night. Just, I was just stood by the speaker, just fucking like just taking it in. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. It was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, you yeah. wearing ear protection when you're? Yes, out, yeah. but I've only recently started to wear them. I mean, I would get the like shitty ones from behind yeah. the bar, but I got molded ones through that. For the music, musicians, musicians union, ACS yeah. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is sick. fucking. I should have protect your ears. Did it feel really weird yeah. when you got the mold? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was okay. But it's definitely it's like a small price to pay for like the most important instrument. What people yeah, say, yeah, you know, like kind of thing. Because if you work in music, I've got a pair through the music thing. You mm. literally can get them for like fifty quid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's so decent, so worth it. I don't know why I hadn't done it. I was just been fucking lazy I think like, yeah I, to be fair actually I got loads of spec savers used to give you do really good free earplugs really just, yeah like, <laughs> like like proper not like you know the foam ones yeah it was like yeah like yeah a, sort of more I don't know better ones they more were like, like an earphone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like an old earphone kind of like gummy thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get you I get you yeah and what's your favourite club to go to or to Ooh. play at you've played um no, that's quite a hard one. I think uh, I think in Bristol some of the coolest nights happen at Strange Brew. Okay. Um, I've not actually heard of that. Yeah, there's like a lot of like sick techno nights and stuff like that there. Um, Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Cozy's in Bristol as well. That's always a classic. Like like a hundred capacity basement. <laughs> Bro- d- like in basement session yeah, yeah yeah but that's always fun always the there's best. always sick nights on there it's like it's always for like five pound entry on the door you could go and it's just random and it would yeah, be yeah. sick basically uh, and USB or vinyl USB USB I still can't mix vinyl I yeah. got a lot of vinyl and I can't mix vinyl you, you listen to vinyl though or <laughs> no I don't no, even, I don't, collect. Even, I don't even have a single no I got given a lot of uh, a big, quite a big a substantial collection and I used to buy quite a lot of it but I never had decks um don't know why I was. It was just something you, I, I did back in the day. But yeah, 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 I got like a lot of lot of old grime vinyl. I need to buy some vinyl decks really, so I can actually learn to yeah, yeah. mix and play them. But I just I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried another? I tried. I tried like years and years ago when I was in college, but like I couldn't remember how to do it now. Mm. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and if you could only play one genre, what would it be? I know it's, it's probably a harder question for you. Grime. Grime, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. I think the kind of versatility and sound and everything that comes with it, like MCs, like all of that, just yeah, yeah. I think I'd be, I'd be fine just playing grime. Um, and 
obviously we've talked about Ben UFO playing your mm-hmm. tune what has been like the most surreal moment you've had as a producer it could, it could be something uh, like that or it could be more like with the moment you thought you'd I made it, it or it was it was more like just random like I remember just walking around when I still live with my parents I was just walking around my area and some kid was like so here's and I was no like way. Hi. no <laughs> way and I was like this is weird. Like I've never been like I've been like at events. I get it. like people be like, "Oh, safe man, I love your tunes." But yeah. just like this, like in the street, yeah, just out on the street, like in, in, in my area, I was yeah. like, "This is a bit weird." That is, that <laughs> like, is obviously mad. sick, but I was like, "This is a bit mad, isn't it?" Like, yeah, definitely in Bristol, it feels like there's a big community of people there, yeah, especially yeah. in the music scene. Um, and uh, someone you look up to, maybe in the music scene. I know you said Sir Sparrow is mm-hmm. one of them. Maybe it could be your family or something. What's kind of like someone you? stick to as inspiration or for guidance but for guidance I do ask Bingo a lot of stuff Bingo yeah, 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 yeah. he's very experienced isn't he he's, he's, he's wise beyond his years is he <laughs> Sam Bingo he's hate that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but no he's got a lot of I mean he's, he's been he's been doing it for a minute so he's got got a lot of knowledge about stuff yeah cool well I think that's all for now yeah, um, yeah. thank you very much for coming on it's great to me. chat to you man um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so interesting to hear the insight on Grime scene and everything like so. But yeah, good luck with the future, mate. Good Thank luck you. with your album. Thank please. you. Yeah, album is coming at some coming point. Soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Soonish. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Safe. Thank you, mate. That, that was, was sick. good. Thank you. So interesting to hear about the grime scene. Early, early, early days.